Yo, 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 what's going on, good people? Today is Monday, June 28, 2021. Uh, time is going to be 10.51 Eastern Time, AM, and you're on with another episode of The Bridge. Get out with Big Ron Brown. This is episode 79 of The Bridge. Get out with Big Ron Brown. Me and Kush, King Kush is all the same. Here, bring you my humble opinion about things that's going on in our everyday lives, things that we talk about, things that we deal with in our everyday lives, you know, sports, politics, current events on a local, national, and global level. Uh, things that we're going to talk about today, a lot of coaching changes that were made in the NBA. Uh, situation with the building collapse in Miami, in Surf, near, Surf, near Miami, in Surfside, Florida. Uh, talk about the, uh, Chauvin, uh, Derek Chauvin, his sentencing from last week for the murder of George Floyd. And we're also going to get in other topics uh, as far as infrastructure deal and everything of that, so, of that sort. But um, as always, have we done, as we've always done the past um, 18 months, we're going to get into some um, COVID and vaccine updates. As of right now, uh, there are still 33.6 million cases here in the United States. There are 604,096 deaths here in the United States from COVID. Um, at least 54.6% has taken up the population has taken one dose of the vaccine and 46.6% of the country has been fully vaccinated. I'll read those numbers again. Um, 33.6 million cases still here in the United States. 604,096 people have died as a result of COVID. 54.6% have at least one dose of the vaccine. And 46.6% of the country has been fully vaccinated. Um, The FDA issues new warnings to uh, Moderna and its Pfizer after teens had heart inflammation issues due to the vaccine. So there are new warnings against Pfizer and Moderna because teenagers, uh, I guess, inflammation of their heart caused their heart to speed up, um, heart issues due to the vaccine. They're still wanting people, they're still wanting their kids to, um, teenagers to get fully vaccinated before the school year starts in the fall. Um, Once again, I think the mask mandate has been fully lifted here in the city of Philadelphia, I think as of today. So uh, the mask mandate is still lifted. Uh, My wife and I uh, also, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh, Yesterday was my wife and I, our wedding anniversary. We celebrated seven years of marriage. uh, So seven years now a lifetime ago so uh, happy anniversary to my wife and myself love you honey dip um so we went out to eat yesterday some people still had on their masks um some people didn't um so i think the mask mandate has been fully lifted for inside venues uh, not public transportation though i still think if you're riding trains planes city buses regular buses uh <coughs> public transportation such as such as um any trains any planes things of that sort still have to wear your mask still if the mask mandate has not been lifted there uh once again people if you have not been vaccinated please don't get vaccinated please do what you need to do to get vaccinated that's the only way we're going to combat this virus um the new delta the new um variant strand has reached it um here in the united states um they're saying that's the only way that people, if we're if we're gonna beat this virus, people, please, you need to get vaccinated uh, as soon as you possibly can. Um, with, the, with the summer, with the, with, with people being with more and more people being out, more and more people are starting to travel, more and more people starting to go out to eat, places of that sort. 
You know, they're gonna, they're gonna. Some people are gonna let their guard down. People, please do not let your guard down. People, do what you need to do in order to stay safe. Get vaccinated if you have not been vaccinated. If you have not been vaccinated, still continue to wear your mask. Still to continue to social distance yourself. Still continue to sanitize yourself. Still do do the stuff that you need to do necessary. Like I said, we're at forty six percent. We're getting closer to fifty. Once we get to fifty and above. I think that's 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 pretty much turning the curve and getting to the place where we need to be in order to things to truly to get back to some sense of normalcy. I don't see us getting my 70% by the 4th of July, which was uh, President Biden's um, deadline, but uh, we are definitely getting closer to 50%. So people, please stay safe, do what you need to do in order to get vaccinated if you have not been vaccinated. Um, well, it's official. Last week, uh, Derek Chauvin. The officer in Minneapolis, Minnesota, who murdered George Floyd live on camera and was caught doing so, he has been sentenced to 22 and a half years in prison. Uh, most people saying that it should have been more. A lot of people saying it could have been less. So the judge probably went for the even even ground of 22 and a half years, which people saying if he does, if he serves, he has good behavior while he's in prison. He may only do have to do 15 of that. Um. My opinion, it should have been more. It could have been more. I think I thought he was going to get the max of 30 to 40 years. But a lot of people have to realize that this is America. This is filthy America. And this country, um, when it comes to issues of police brutality, when it comes to racism, when it comes to all things dealing with us as black people, we have gotten the short end of the stick, and that is an understatement. A lot of people forget 30 years ago, March 1991, when those four officers literally beat Rodney King within an inch of his life. Not one of those officers would have quitted. None of them went to jail for one single thing that they did to Rodney King in that situation. George Zimmerman, he shot and killed Trayvon Martin in cold blood and did not do one single day. People tend to forget that. Yes, I think Derek Chauvin should have gotten more years in prison, but 22 years is better than nothing because he could have easily gotten lesser time. He could have easily gotten probation. And so I have to, I just have to accept the, the verdict that the judge gave because this is America and America has been known of injustice and doing people and doing, especially black people doing us wrong and not issuing out the time, the sentence that he deserves. So. He, he's definitely going to get 22 and a half years. I'm looking to see what the all other officers, when that trial comes up, I think that trial starts in August, what they're going to be charged with, what they're going to be facing, because it was caught in Darnella, that young lady, if it was not for her having the courage to videotape and show what was going on, Chauvin would still be an officer of the law for the state of Minnesota and the city of Minneapolis to this day if it not had been for her video footage, if it not had been for her recording that situation, that heinous murder, that modern day lynching, which in, in case in point, the anti-lynching bill still hasn't been signed. The George Floyd Police um, Reform Bill still hasn't been signed. All these other bills have been signed and getting signed every single day. But those two bills, as it pertains to black people and what we face in this country, still have been have not been signed and not been passed. So I have to take it 
and accepted that Chauvin is going to get 22 and a half years in prison um, is better than nothing. And that's saying a lot because America and its history, <laughs> that's saying a lot. So um, let's jump into some sports real quick. Jump into some sports real quick. Um, a lot going on in the NBA playoffs. Uh, so a lot, a lot of good, a lot of great games that are taking place in the Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals. We'll start from Saturday. Uh, Phoenix Suns in a nail-biting, tough defensive battle defeated the Los Angeles Clippers 84 to 80 to take a three-game to one series lead. Game five will resume tonight in Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix has the first time they are on the, they are with a commanding three to one lead. They have a chance to close that series out tonight in Phoenix at nine o'clock Eastern time, six o'clock Pacific. They will be the first if the Phoenix Suns pulls off this victory. They'll be the first time that the Phoenix Suns have made it back to the NBA Finals since they were led by Charles Barkley in 1993. That will be the first time the Phoenix Suns made it to the finals since 1993. Charles Barkley, his first year there, he was the MVP of the league. He was at the best. To me, that was the best I've ever seen Charles Barkley when he was in Phoenix. He was, he was, he was, he was in charge. He led that team, but unfortunately, he ran up into the buzzsaw, the dynasty that was Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and the Chicago Bulls. So we'll have, we'll see what happens with that game tonight. Phoenix has a chance to move on, win the series, win the final, win the conference finals, and move on to the finals tonight if they can take care of the Los Angeles Clippers in Game Five uh, yesterday. The Milwaukee Bucks in Game Three uh, defeated the Atlanta Hawks 113 to 102 to take a two to one series lead in that series. Game Four will resume Tuesday, June 29th at 8:30 in Atlanta. Um, some major coaching changes have taken place. Some new coaching hirings have taken place in the NBA. Rick Carlisle. He signed a four-year, $29 million contract to become the Pacers head coach not shortly after he left Dallas. So he did not waste any time. He didn't take any time off. He went straight to back. He went straight into the head coaching ranks and was able to sign a very lucrative, very long-term deal to become the um, very um, lucrative deal to become the Indiana Pacers head coach. So a four-year, $29 million deal to become the Indiana Pacers head coach. Uh, Jason Kidd has now been hired as the new Dallas, Dallas Maverick head coach. It's like basically Jason Kidd's coming full circle. He was drafted by the Dallas Mavericks, I believe, back in 1995. He moved on. He played for the Nets, played for Phoenix Suns. He played for other teams. He came back to Dallas later in his career. Um, he won a championship as a player with the Dallas Mavericks with that, that 2011 team. With um, Dirk Nowitzki back in 2011 when they defeated the Miami Heat was 10 years ago, and now here we are 10 years later. He's coming back to Dallas as the head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. So it just keeps coming back full circle for Jason Kidd with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, Chauncey Billups has made official. He signed. He became the new head coach for the Portland Trail Blazers. And it's signed, sealed, and delivered. He signed a five-year deal to become the head coach of the Portland Trail Blazers. He has the task of now leading, trying to see if he can lead Damian Leonard to the promised land and get that man to an NBA championship. Because I was having this debate, I was having this um, conversation or debate with a friend of mine I went to college with, Conway. He was saying that he didn't think he, I didn't think he, um, Leonard, whatever, win a championship in Portland. 
I thought he should leave. He's only 30, 31 years old. He still has some good years left in front of him. I thought he should go to a contender because the same way Clyde Drexler left in 1995, same way Rasheed Wallace left in 2004, they had to leave. Clyde Drexler left and went to Houston, won a championship. Rasheed Wallace left, went to Detroit, won a championship. I'm like, it's just setting up that way to seem like it's setting up that way that if Damian Little does not leave Portland, he's not going to win a championship. But if bringing in... Chauncey Billups as the head coach, if they bring in some more talent, maybe that can get them over the hump because right coaching can definitely help um, inspire a player and bring out the best in him. So if Chauncey Billups is someone, Mr. Big Shot, as we all know, he was the MVP of the 2004 NBA Finals when they defeated the Detroit. Detroit defeated the Los Angeles Lakers and that upset because no one saw that coming. They were a formidable opponent back in the day in the early 2000s. So, Chauncey Billups will definitely have the respect of that locker room when he comes in. Uh, the Celtics hired Emin Aduka as the new head coach. I hope I said his name right. Emin Aduka, he was an assistant coach for the Nets, and he spent a lot of years as the assistant coach for my San Antonio Spurs under Greg Popovich. So, he's become the new head coach for the Boston Celtics. I believe he got a four or five-year deal to um, become that head coach of that of the Boston Celtics. So, interesting enough to see where he um, takes that organization. Glad to see two brothers get a chance in an um, Duca and a Chauncey Billups and Jason Kidd get their chances as head coaches in the NBA. Uh, Jason Kidd has uh, been a head coach before, but Chauncey Billups and Duca getting their first chance to become NBA head coaches. I think the um, Pelicans' job is still up for grabs, so we'll see who becomes the head coach of that team. Uh, Carl Nesbitt last week came out as the first active NFL gay player in NFL history. Um, I guess because June is Gay Pride Month, I guess he wanted to announce it during this month and get it out the way. I think his teammates already knew, his family already knew, but I think he just wanted to get it out the way. It was June is Pride Gay, is his Happy Pride Month for um, so I think he wanted to just say it, get it out the way. And, but he said he wasn't doing it for attention, but just <laughs> ironic that that's all that's going to come to him now because we are less than a month away from NFL training camp. So that's all that the reporters and everybody's going to be talking about is his decision to come out as gay, how it's going to affect the locker room, is it going to affect the team, is it going to affect their play. Because if they start to slide, if the Raiders do not do well like they want to, or if his play is not up to par, that's the first thing people are going to come back to is this decision. Do you think this decision distracted you? Do you think this decision hindered you from having a good season? Because his numbers, he's not in like, he's not a Pro Bowl type. He's not a, he's not a player that you think of as far as being an all-pro or a game changer or anything of that sort. So if his play is not up to par, people are going to say, do you think this decision is hindering you? Do you think this decision was, was a good decision? Because if the team is not winning or he's not doing well, they're going to come back to this decision. Because bottom line for me, your sexual orientation, I don't care about. Who you choose to be with, who you choose to lay down with, and it's your preference, that's your decision. They're going to care about, can you help? Shannon Sharp hit a dead on the head. Can you help me win? At the bottom line, as an NFL player, can you help me win? Michael Sam, when he came into the league, 
he was the first college player drafted as an openly gay player, and, and they made such a big fuss of it. But the fact of the matter is, he didn't last long because he didn't he didn't play well in the NFL, which it didn't make any sense to me because he was the at the time when he was in college in Missouri, he was the defensive player of the year in the SEC, which to me is the toughest conference in college football. So fact of the matter is can you play can you help the team win that's what it all boils down to because the platform you have for the nfl is going to bring attention to your decision and probably more players are going to come out as gay because you showed the courage but if your play is not up to par they're going to come back to this decision they're going to bring it up every chance they get and think that this decision may have had something to hinder in your play so just my opinion but we'll see how that goes. Um, and as we all know, situation um, down in Surfside, Florida um, is still ongoing. As of right now, uh, the massive condo collapse, the 13-story condo collapse, I believe that was Thursday of last week. They are still in a search and rescue down there in Florida with that situation. As it stands right now, nine people have been killed. 152 people are still missing from that condo collapse. It happened in the middle of the night. I saw the video. That was terrifying. That was absolutely scary. You know, imagine 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, you're laying in your bed asleep in your apartment building, and you thinking everything is fine. The next thing you know, literally your, your world is shaking, crumbling right underneath your feet, and your building is collapsing. So once again, they said um, nine people Nine people are um, were killed in that situation. Um, 150 plus people are still missing. Uh, the engineers basically told that's the owner of the building for years. The building was not up to par. Uh, the building has some, some, some major structural in, in, um, structural issues with the building. The building was over 40 years old. I think it was built in 1980, so that makes the the building was 41 years old. Engineer had told the people that the building needed to be renovated. It needed to be bring up the code. Uh, city official told residents the tower was safe despite the warnings. So ignore it, ignoring, ignoring, and now here you have a tragedy. You have a situation where because it was ignored, it wasn't taken seriously. The owner of the building probably thought that it was okay. The city officials thought it was okay, and now you have a major tragedy. You have a major disaster that is taking place because warnings were ignored and people did not take it seriously so once again uh, situation yeah nine people killed 152 people missing in florida due to this con this condo collapse my thoughts and my prayers are definitely going out with these people i'm hoping that they find survivors but it's been more than three days and chances of that are probably grim right now so my thoughts and prayers going out to those people, especially those emergency workers, those those essential emergency workers that are down there risking life and limb to trying to find survivors and trying to find people and give their loved ones some peace and comfort during this time. Um, six people were hurt um, in a pedestrian bridge that collapsed in Washington, D.C. last week. Uh, yeah, Biden, they, they agreed to the infrastructure deal, um, I don't know exactly, I thought that was supposed to be signed, but with these structures, 
falling apart like they're doing. Um, six people were hurt. I don't think anybody was killed in that pedestrian walkway in Washington, D.C. It just goes to show you that American infrastructure is crumbling. It's literally crumbling right before our eyes. You have bridges, you have streets, you have interstates, you have railroad railways that are that have been go that go all the way back to Civil War. We have a um, we have a tunnel. Uh, I work for Amtrak. We have a tunnel. It's a BNP tunnel in the heart of the Northeast Corridor um, between Baltimore and D.C. And the heart of the Northeast Corridor is between Boston and Washington, D.C. That's where Amtrak, that's the heart of Amtrak, especially between New York and D.C. That is the heart of Amtrak every day. People take those trains every single day to work, to commute. It's the, it's the heart of Amtrak on the north, on the East Coast. And that tunnel in particular, right before you get between Boston and D.C., Baltimore and D.C., the tunnel is has been there since the 1850s, 1860s. Like I said, right after the Civil War, and they have just signed the deal. It's like a four, it's like a four billion dollar uh, renovation, ten year project to get those tunnels revamped and renovated because it's long overdue. And you have modern day trains coming through those tunnels that were built back in the Civil War. It's just this country. It's like they, it's this. When it comes to infrastructure, when it comes to bridges, roads, tunnels, they, it should have been done years ago. And sad, it, t- it takes something like this, the situation in Florida with the building collapsing before people take it seriously. And I'm just hoping that nothing bad happens ever again like this and people, this deal gets passed and this work gets done because America's infrastructure and what we travel on and what we go through every day is crumbling literally right before our eyes and we have to take it seriously we have to so my thoughts and my heart go out to those people um some political news um rudy giuliani was suspended from practicing law in the state of new york because he pretty much lied on the um the election situation with uh trump it's just one big lie after another one and now the chips are going to fall where they're made because Giuliani has been suspended in the state of New York from practicing law because of his ethical code because of him just just this just not ethical at all and then I'm pretty sure more is coming from him and that situation so he has been suspended from practicing law in the state of New York the Justice Department is suing the state of Georgia for the new voting restrictions so yeah you can't do people just just trying to rewind the clocks back, going back to segregation, Jim Crow, making it harder and harder for people to vote. And the, the, the FBI, the Fed, is stepping in to do what they're supposed to do. It's just, no, this is not right. This is not legal. It's unethical. It's just despicable and pathetic. And they should step in and do what they're doing right now. They should sue them. And they should sue them and win big. Because you, you, you're making it harder because this, this is a result of black and brown people getting out and voting, no matter what you tried to hit them with, standing in long lines, changing the voting locations, doing whatever you could do to hinder the election that happened in 2020, and flipping Georgia to a Democratic win for the first time since 1992. We know what that's about. Because black and black and brown people showed up and showed out in, in droves, no matter what you tried to throw at them, throw at them. And that's what that's all about. So yes, it's, they should be sued. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what else what happens with that because it's just despicable how they're changing. They are literally changing the laws to try to rewind the clocks back. 
It's always some Republican white and it's and you might not like me saying this, some Republican elderly white man trying to change the laws to reverse the thing and reverse time and go back in time and change things the way the way it used to be. But no, we're moving forward. Time does not go back. It goes forward. Everything points forward. And they're trying to reverse it and they're trying to do every single thing that they can to reverse it back. But no, it's not happening. So, um, in, um, entertainment news, uh, Marvin Gaye is getting, he got a street named after him where he grew up in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, it's called Marvin Gaye Way, if I'm not mistaken. So, congratulations to the late, great Marvin Gaye. And I'm sure his family appreciated after all this time because Marvin Gaye um, was killed in 1984. So, he has a street named after him where he grew up at that was dedicated to him. So, congratulations to him. The BET Awards was last night. Um, some interesting performances took place. Uh, saw where Cardi B came out. She's pretty much the same. She's pregnant again. Getting ready to have a baby number two. Uh, it was a late great. It was a moving. It was a, um, a moving tribute to DMX where um, the locks came out. Swiss Beats uh, came out. Busta Rhymes. They performed some of DMX's um some of DMX's songs, so that was a good, great tribute to him at the end of the show, and uh, Queen Latifah received the Lifetime Achievement Award for her services, for her talents, for her many gifts that she has brought from rapping, to acting, to singing, to Broadway shows, to movies, now she has the number one television show, The Equalizer, on CBS, so congratulations to Queen Latifah, all hail the Queen, you deserve it, much respect to you, definitely the ladies first. She brought it. She said it from day one and continue to stand on that 30 years later. So congratulations to her on that situation and her being nominated. I mean, not nominated, but um, awarded. Her being awarded for a lifetime achievement for BET at the BET Awards. And as always, we all come from different races, backgrounds, cultures, places, and statuses. But we are more alike than we are different. When we can see each other as human, find common ground and interests, begin to pick each other's brain, dig into the core of each other respectfully and peacefully. Only then can we begin to heal each other and truly bridge the gap between all of us. Another episode of The Bridge, get down with Big Ron Brown, Big Kush King. Kush is all the same. I will be posting this onto um, Anchor Podcast along with my Facebook page. I will definitely get at you guys later on. Until then, you guys have a good one. Stay safe. Get vaccinated. I'll talk with you guys later on next week. Peace.